Hello, listening public. This is Art and Labor, and you're joined here by a bunch of smooth, hip cats just jazzing around about lefty <laughs> shit. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Skit Scat Skittle Adapt Dap, um, the, da- the Big Dap, the Big Dipper, uh, Ragtime Hour. Uh, your mom went jazzy jazzy podcast of, <laughs> about jazz actually <laughs> and all the hip cool cats and kittens out there um <laughs> love it <laughs> love our show our show <laughs> our show called art and labor hello everyone and welcome <laughs> the jazziest scene in town Word from God, aka Joey, uh, deleting all of this. <laughs> yeah, or you're not deleting. This is the yeah. intro. It's if the you intro can of hear the show. this, then we fired Joey. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that that feels good. It feels good to laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, things may be going really poorly, but um, not in my head. Um. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Art and Labor. We are the podcast dedicated to the ongoing struggle to survive as an art and or cultural worker. We're still surviving, huh? Oh, yeah. We're doing all right. It's it's just, you know, everything that, like, we've been saying is going to happen is happening, and then it's happening again, and, um, you know. It yeah, was. it's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we we started recording because we were talking about this subject where uh and and this is probably applicable to a lot of people where like if you were a, if you were the one person at your job or something like we were the saying like this is not going to end in a month. You, we need to like adjust immediately and this is going to take up the rest of 2020 and probably 2021, you probably thought to yourself, okay, but 2021, that's kind of like a buffer. Like, I really like hoped that like, I I would say it over and over again, I would be like, two to five years, two to five years, two to five years. And then I'd be like, just to give yourself some wiggle room. I remember I just kept saying, Hey guys, we just live in a world where it's easier to die now. Yep, you did say that. Yeah, because it's not like, oh, this is an issue that's going to get dealt with. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. the world is just, it's just easier to die. Just like go around, do some things. It's easier to die. I think it's just going to, yeah, be like how like the bubonic plague was just, whoop, every, you know, (laughs) going to have entire empires rise and fall and this exact disease is going to be chugging along with it remember when they were projecting a, a million people and um now we've um like probably hit a million people they're not like fully admitting it but yeah. like, N- npr was saying nine hundred thousand. um so mm. if if they're saying that that's like that because the amount of things that aren't getting reported you know oh um, of course like all the different states doing a terrible job um, with ev- like, you know, just with everything. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I, and the, I mean, the, the, the real issue, though, is 
how we probably could have had it easier if we just had like some international vaccine distribution because we mm -hmm. wouldn't be dealing with this Delta variant thing yeah. if we didn't have privatized. Uh, huh? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait. For, for, <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait. Yeah. You were. You were um, still... Where is that money supposed to come from? Oh my god. My B2 stealth bomber in the basement of a uh, one world trade needs its like, weekly washings. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna fucking. I'm, I'm I'm so I'm sorry. I'm like gonna cry, um, but also I'm laughing because that's how you cope. Um, yeah, I mean, you you were in Brazil when we were talking to Joey De Jesus, but like, um, even you know, if people still on the electoral route, um, we, I'm just gonna say this again. Sorry, it's repeating for people. Um, the uh, in the New York State assembly they have more sponsors of the new york health act than is required to pass the bill and it wasn't introduced in the legislative session and they are on vacation with like no pressure to come back um hmm. so that's really cool sounds like uh, the way that usually works they're like oh shoot oh my god i gotta go uh actually i gotta go Ah, dude. Uh, How many times do they have to go? They're always taking a break. I know. And so um, we could try to model some sort of um, Medicare for all in New York State. Um, uh, it's on the books. It, it, it isn't, you know, that hard. I mean, there was people trying to do a, a rally about it, but there's a lot of people doing really big rallies that aren't getting shit Cover, like look at the you guys see the miners in manhattan outside of god that's like yeah <laughs> i did not expect that i guess out yeah. of yeah it's i mean even okay even fucking democracy now is only saying hundreds but it's way more than that or maybe this is old i feel like it's so much more than hundreds the pictures look like thousands I think it's all <laughs> outside of BlackRock. But even I like I get <laughs> those protests were kind of um, depressing in their own way in just that like, no, 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 don't worry. This is the good coal, the coal that we actually are still needing to produce in order to make steel. Like, <laughs> oh, right. Steel. Yeah. Um, and we need steel to make those luxury towers that nobody lives in. Or just even the normal houses. Right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, it's like when you, you know, like, um, uh, we still need to be creating plastics because we need to have medical devices and, like, right. pills. Right. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. We still need them for those things. But that doesn't mean that... Yeah, I mean, we should be using them for things we don't need. I mean, it's yeah. hard to say. Yeah, that's true. If we had, I mean, God, we could do things in like things that are like, you know, bad for the earth in moderation and taper it. Yeah. If we had a planned economy, like, I don't know. My hip's made of bamboo now. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> this is, it's kind of brain breaking to think about trying to organize a society in relationship to like climate collapse and everything we're like it's not gonna happen without 
huge sectors of the economy becoming like destitute or yeah. like becoming cannon fodder for some other transitional thing that we don't even know if it's going to work. Mm -hmm. And absolutely nobody wants to pull that trigger. So we're just kind of sitting here like, oh, well, that sucks. Well, that sucks too. Mm -hmm. Well, like, oh, you know, and now we're just stuck in this sort of like short-sightedness of like, well, you know, employment is at least going to keep people fed because of the system that won't feed people otherwise. And we're not even sure like how far that's going to go because the energy consumption related to food distribution is mm -hmm. also adding to the problem. Right. It's just like, I don't know anybody who has like a hard and fast take about this. Like I'm very suspicious of, I don't think they're. Yeah. I mean, part of the, hate out myself again uh part of the transitional program is that you <laughs> is that like you uh you lower hours and raise pay or keep pay the same which like makes sense just in general right because of oh yeah how insanely i mean this that was written a million years ago and we're so much more productive now we get all we yeah any, yeah people should definitely stop working so much but as far as what we do to not all like incinerate, I, I don't know what that is. We should we should all just stop working and then see what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know. I think a lot about um, packaging, even though that's the thing that we kind of tell ourselves like, oh, it's, you know, don't blame yourself. It's like it's a like the, try and like figure out. They just didn't really do to-go meals in the same way a hundred years ago. I don't. Maybe you should just I mean, wrap it. Even like wrap it in a bamboo leaf. Like when when my parents were younger, they were like, "Yeah, places used to just like give you a like a Tupperware or something, and then you return it." Okay. Like some places right. would do that. Yeah, but I, don't know. I think that so much of like it's it's like multiple layers of products that shouldn't exist mm -hmm. and then the whole lifestyle is like formed to fit around those or can only not not even that it just like only comes out of those supply side kind of deals hey, you know what would help this issue is a little bit of data collection oh no <laughs> I think that more people need to be collecting data and that like it could be more accessible. And I think that we have friends like at the Rand Corporation that are willing to help oh, us with no. these kinds of things. That's right, folks. Our first item of the day. The Rand Corporation's looking for you. Yeah, this uh, is our um this is our new segment where we read job yeah. listings. This is some crazy shit. No, it's not even a job listing. This is a residency. A residency, right, right, right. So, like, <laughs> any artists out there who are looking for a residency, you can do one with the Rand Corporation now. And it's, like, a great opportunity. You know, your work has, like, global reach. Oh, and you can, like, really me. help people. Okay. Um, all right. This is the actual press release 
from their inaugural run of the residency with guest curator Debbie Millman. I'm going to look her up. Wait, hold up. No, I'm on the Wikipedia page. You guys. What? Married to Roxanne Gay. Oh, Oh, my God. Wow. Ceremony officiated by Gloria Steinem. Wow. (laughs) Designed the logo for Hot 97. Oh, oh my, my god, god. this is some cia we shit. we contain multitudes look this is some cia shit this is some cia shit yep hot i, I listened to debbie millman's podcast before <laughs> this and oh, she, somebody's she doing the homework okay she, she interviews um people oh and, my god and asks these questions <laughs> like so how did you become like who you are <laughs> how did how did he become who he was and then he's like i like being on the computer he swears all the time and he's like i fucked up a lot of shit i fucked my shit and my <laughs> shit got fucked and it was like all oh, crap for a fuckload of shit time and then like <laughs> and i was like and then my dad was like son you should code and then i did <laughs> and i was like I hate drawing because in drawing, you can never take back your mistakes. But when you have a computer, you can't make a mistake. You can never make a mistake. It's amazing. You can never fuck up on a computer. No mistakes. That's how I became who I am today. And she was like, wow, that's so cool. So you're just saying work every day as hard as you can and you'll just like achieve your dreams. You'll make it. Yeah, she's great. Oh my god! This yeah, is her. some fucking clear, clear, wa- clear channel. Fucking uh, like them. Like you can't make a mistake on a. Computer. You can't make a mistake. You can't. It's impossible. It, you just undo it. And you can't fix mistakes in real life. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the whole thing of like, well, maybe the computer was a mistake, bro. Did you think about that? It does make me think about my personal theory of um, why, like, the difference between metal workers and woodworkers, where, like, metal workers are some of the angriest people I've ever known, other than, like, glass people. And, <laughs> and, but woodwork, and it's because if you fuck up, you can actually just throw it on the ground and like destroy it and then put it back together and it's fine. But if you like, if you fuck up on your piece of cherry that costs like oh, yeah. $70 per board foot, mm-hmm. uh, your, your toast. So it, I think you have to be creates, calm. it creates people who ha- who maintain civility when they mm. disappoint themselves. But yeah. like, like calm, calm and careful. So digital artists are all, fucking psychopaths yeah there's like i I, i'll say that as a recovering digital artist yeah (laughs) Uh, unless you are making illustrations on procreate (laughs) no no it's literally using the special paper patterns like i'm not talking like illustrators who use photoshop or whatever i'm talking like digital artists net artists whatever the fuck like are psychopaths because like you are like looking into like the orb like you're looking yeah, into you looking the, the the face of everything you're looking into like social death you're like Ugh. you're like staring the face it's it's it kind of makes you an accelerationist even if you don't want to be interesting uh, 
I, I think it, like people try to like build out like a, a holistic, you know, um, wellness, like wholesome memes or like stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but I, that's just like a persona that you kind of have on the side while you have like five other accounts, like doing like hardcore, like <laughs> pornography, fucking uh Comp compositions like w you know what like whatever the fuck like you're doing like all this at the same time so it's like yeah you could make a little like digital um meditation space but you can't escape the rest of it it's always there does that make Ooh. sense <laughs> you know actually what I, the digital piece that i liked recently was um katya's piece on that's like a 3d i, on, I loved it where you, you be your own dentist, be your own dentist. oh yeah that's that, really oh. good i think that's a good Beautiful. example of digital art um, just pull out your own damn teeth <laughs> <laughs> that was like if anyone uh, yeah it's on youtube if and, you're gonna and you do... don't need like you don't need a vr headset you can just like but you can spin your around phone around it. yeah uh it's cute like i'm like this is uh, that was like honestly the last time i've I don't normally like dip into these spaces anymore. I did when I was an undergrad, but like I'm not going to the digital gallery. I will maybe give a friend a piece for their digital gallery, but I don't attend because I find it so strange. <laughs> Can't deal. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I'm I'm so incredibly grill-pilled at this point that I just I like don't even know what I'm supposed to do with most of this stuff. I'm like Hey, cool. Maybe you're getting something out of it. I'm like, I'm like that much of a grandpa. I'm like, <laughs> kids are all right. You know what? I don't even fucking know anymore. You're doing great. <laughs> as long as you're happy, dear. <laughs> yeah. Are you winning, son? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, none of us are winning. We're all oh, losing. People's winning. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. People's winning, son. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So. Looping back into this oh, Rand's yeah. Yeah, uh, press release. Okay, so um, let's see here. The Rand Corporation is launching the Rand Art Plus Data Residency. Its newest artist in residency program focused on merging the worlds of art and data to help us better understand public policy issues. Oh, my God. The Rand Art Plus Data Residency is curated by Debbie Millman, designer and host of the award-winning podcast Design Matters, and the Gordon Company, a future-focused strategy and branding agency founded by Dee Dee Gordon. The residency will spotlight both established and emerging artists as they document the intricate process of creating artistically inspiring data visualizations rooted in rigorous research and analysis. The inaugural artist is renowned information designer Giorgia Lupi, whose work appears in the New York Times and who is co-author of Dear Data. And all right, side note, I checked out Dear Data. Yeah. It's they make postcards. Oh, they cool. draw shit on postcards, mm -hmm. but they call it analog data analysis. <laughs> <laughs> and then they talk about how like slow data is the new wave of the future and then they show all these postcards and it's just like it's, scribbles it's on them slow data just like letters yes it's just, <laughs> slow data is just postcards and letters and they were like this is encouraging more people to participate in data analysis because like it's because slow data is more accessible and that's insane too because like it completely this is these 
fucking idiots just never think of like why things are the way they are like the they I- make the bus again yeah no but it's like yeah like letters are slow now but you used to get mail delivered to your house twice a day because you put money into it like marx <laughs> literally like was writing letters about the berlin postal system as like a decentralized thing that was like working really really well well sorry, you're gonna love my, this yeah sorry go on <laughs> you're gonna love you're gonna love where it goes okay so Georgia Lupi, co-author of Dear Data, a collaborative analog-based documentation of new, often radically different methods of data visualizations. Her first visualization Ugh. is based on the RAND report, How to Transform the U.S. Mental Health System. I'm going to die. She brings the research to life through a thought-provoking design that will improve people's understanding of mental health challenges in the United States. As a data visualization designer focused on reconnecting numbers to what they stand for, stories, people, (laughs) and ideas, I'm excited to explore new ways to visualize Rand's groundbreaking work, using data itself as a creative material to tell visual stories that we can all connect to. It's an honor to be Rand's first data artist in residence, and I look forward to creating new types of data narratives, ones rooted in a humanistic approach to data that can communicate important information about the world we live in today. That's like big brother shit. They're out there. They're out. The NSA is like outsourcing new ideas. Like this is like a a think tank for like... Well, like history crafting your... Oh my god, they got people and to it, compete for it instead of paying them for it. But and but she like she just does her she does a project on a Rand report right. and then gets the Rand residency. That's all it and, takes. And then like I was looking into the report um like how to actually transform the mental health system and it was like we're seeing large numbers of bad things, not a lot of good. We're thinking maybe professionals are important. <laughs> uh, we should talk to more people. Access. Yeah. yeah. We just need more data. Um. <laughs> yeah. And then they have this lady that's literally like scribbling on postcards to be like, no, look, I'm making it accessible for you. <laughs> I'm going to lose my fucking mind, dude. I'm going to lose. I want to read the um, screenshot. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to let fall off that. I'm like, I'm like fucking going to lose. I'm going to lose it. Like, you know, no. the, okay. So there no. is one. The Rand blog, right? Okay. The headlines. Wait, for, did, go on, go on. I, I just want to read them. Oh, no, that's, yeah, oh, that's yeah, from the Rand app. From the Rand app that Sarah took a screenshot of and said, um that's the screenshot they provide god um, i didn't download it oh my god how could you jesus christ (laughs) it says arab spring and the upside down uh did no one audit did no one audit the apple card algorithm what will the opioid crisis look like in five years (laughs) recognizing family caregivers as part of the healthcare team Vietnam needs to quote struggle more in the <gasps> South China Sea. Fuck yeah, get him, Rand. God, <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> Disinformation, drug par- policy, artificial intelligence. Rand weekly recap. Rand accepting applications for uh, Stanton Nuclear Security Fellowships. 
oh hot new <laughs> <And> facility <laughs> fellowships you say yeah mm-hmm. Wait, who needs on. a job <laughs> yeah bro and then how voters can access new climate plans voters <laughs> access voters yes. access climate plans what oh. in the fuck <laughs> yeah my climate plan is to spend 60 percent of seven billion dollars on consultants what do yeah. you guys think <laughs> that sounds great because consultants are people they're professionals dude mm. so, so, somebody was explaining to me how um company budgets work um basically for whatever reason every company has a huge budget just for consultants oh yeah what? and it's just like why it's just like because you need to give jobs to your sorority sisters. It's a yeah. sisterhood. It's it's so you can hire Zach Galifianakis to be spiritual while he helps you shop. It's so Lady Gaga can be your creative director at Polaroid or Kodak <laughs> Polaroid. It's so you can hire um, a a PR team to like a crisis PR team when you're fucking. Uh, outed as a sexual abuser like it's for it's the rainy day fund for when there's a big fuck up or when but it's like often they just have so much money left over in it that they yeah they just give it to their fucking friends for stupid bullshit like well uh, that's the mutual aid yeah yeah it's mutual aid for uh shingy or whatever it's a digital (laughs) guru at the rand corporation or whatever is he alive? Let's see. Yeah, he is. He, 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 he is. But I think he's no longer. I think he left his role as, at AOL being <laughs> end of an era. It's to hire Jenny Jardin to um, do, you know, well-placed uh, tweets for the Democratic Party. Like, it, it's just money that is less, like, accountable, less traceable throw it at whatever but what really drives me nuts is that ngos do it too um, right yeah yeah totally well uh, they're it sucks yeah. <laughs> it, it sucks real bad i mean this might be something this is an extremely dumb question but like um why do nonprofits? exit well so no, it's not dumb so a... it's i mean it's it's the idea is that with a nonprofit is instead of maybe getting a loan from a bank or something to start your business you just are constantly writing to secure funding from so, grants yeah yeah literally literally all it is is that you pay less in taxes and then like um people who donate to you can write off write it off on their taxes yeah oh that's important so that's that's literally the only difference otherwise they often are very very profitable (laughs) (laughs) well what do they even do (laughs) like (laughs) i well so nonprofits exist to uh catch to make make little catch catching the cracks of the broken public services system um so they exist to do harm reduction or whatever but basically it's like since people aren't paying their taxes we lose all of these social programs and then they have to be privatized yeah 
but then they also have to stay afloat somehow. So we're like, hey, you can keep on not paying taxes. And then the whole issue is exas- exasperated. Yeah. But then. Yeah. yeah. It's, self, it's just a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. It just it just continues. It's, it needs to maintain itself because people have made their whole career out of it. So it's like, yes, shouldn't the goal of like a, a you know, a, an NGO for the homeless be an end of homelessness. But then the NGO, what would it do? What would it do? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, if they ever became homeless, they would find a home. Or it's like if, if, yeah. But they're not even giving people homes. They're just like shoving them into the shelter system. No, nothing is. That was happening tomorrow. Or it's like all these NGOs that do like, build housing or like because there's a lot in new york city there's a ton and they because they get tax breaks for and they you know they they're in, it's it it's it it's good you know to 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 build like through through at least they're doing it through the the city and and doing it like because the city like places people who have been on the fucking waiting list for decades when when these places do open up but it's like um so why not just like keep doing that um like all the time with instead of like paying for consultants to but the consultants uh expand the the nonprofit so then the if the nonprofit well cuz the consultants know other grants you could apply to well, yeah, I mean, that's part of it for sure. But it's like the nonprofit starts to just become a, a like a company where it's like we did this service successfully in this city and now we're bringing it to this city. So it is just like expanding like a um, company would. And then it starts to get bigger and bigger grants. And suddenly you're at the White House being like, put me in the infrastructure bill, coach. Come on, get get me in there. Get me in there. Come on, please. But then then the Democrats completely cave anyway. And uh, did you hear about that? The Basically, the infrastructure bill is like going to be cut in half. Fuck yeah. And, oh, and, and it's already cut in yeah. half. So it's like. <laughs> it's good that we spent like a couple of months talking about what the meaning of infrastructure is, though. Yeah, we had to figure it out. <laughs> Like, it was, like, a nationwide media discussion, like, well, what? I think healthcare is infrastructure. What do you think? And then someone else going, like, I'm extremely upset. I think the only thing that's infrastructure is building a road. That's the only thing I think it is. And just... I think it's another... uh, I think it's another uh, helicopter. Uh, uh, (laughs) More... Um, uh, t- tanks. I would like. Uh, I think me. I think uh, tanks are infrastructure. Uh, more tanks, please. Uh, what about a drone? That. How about a, a, a Olympic stadium? Uh, is that in? Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that. That's all infrastructure, right? And then that is. Uh, oh, the cops. The cops are infrastructure. The cops. Yeah. Uh, the cops themselves. And that's who gets all the fucking money and it doesn't go. Well, and it doesn't make, it's never really made sense to, or I don't know, I guess like, because it's very easy to get funding from the federal government to increase infrastructure in your city. 
it's that you can't get money to do maintenance and that's always what mm. you know like part of it is the governor's like like you know like cuomo he's got to put his got to put his name on the bridge got to put his name on the bridge yeah well it's bettering the bridge and we all use it so they were i mean they were adding lanes to one of the biggest highway intersections in the country or at least in texas when i was there and they have been for like they're just gonna keep adding lanes until like it stretches across all of texas and texas that's i mean that's what dallas fort worth area is oh my god Whoa. It's I truly feel that it is like looking into like a mirror facing another mirror facing a Bucky's. Oh my god. But then <laughs> how what about if you need to get off the highway and you're in the wrong lane? Uh, you, yeah. You're stuck. You just go all the way across for miles <laughs> <Yeah>. and miles <laughs> and miles. Yeah, but you do that in New York highway. too. I've gotten I've fucked myself up so hard trying to get to like just like maspeth from the oh sh- fuck what's the the roosevelt bridge the 34th the uh the bridge i mean 34th tunnel? street bridge 34th oh, street the I'm, tunnel what do i mean the 34th street tunnel there's like a stretch of road where you have to get onto an exit basically immediately after getting onto the road and if you don't then the next place you can go to that side of the highway is like 20 miles (laughs) so it's here too (laughs) whatever and we're back with vessel suicide watch oh my god that's right um our our classic segment um of art and labor uh vessel suicide watch um, I feel okay. Look, the first couple ones were pretty funny. They're not funny. No, I mean the, now it's it's, 14. it's really it's really fucked up. There, there was a nineteen-year-old too. There's a nineteen-year-old. We, we predicted a, this on our in labor. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Well, I like they put what the fuck is the issue? Like they put nets in boats when that happened. They literally could just raise the glass things up so that it's literally not climbable. Like, it wouldn't be... What does the Guggenheim do? It... It employs Matthew Barney to just crawl around. The thing is, the Guggenheim wasn't designed to literally be a hellmouth. Like, it was (laughs) designed to be a hellmouth. It was designed to pull people into that despair like yeah why can't you let people make a communion with the portal that they see opening up in the ground in the center of the vessel it's the new it's the newest residency at the rand corporation the the center of the the vessel you have to jump in and it's a new technology and I've you, still never been. You get you get into the um, cloud from Ready Player One. And, <laughs> uh, that's how it works. And it's Ready Player One branded. They did like all of the copyright. <laughs> but this is it, it's really fucked up. Sorry if we're taking no, fucking it's, suicide lightly. It's it, it, it guys I, were allowed to. Sorry, we're just off mic talking about how we're all fucked up. Um, 
with no, mental it, illness. I mean, but also really, if if anyone listening to this has any, or just you know, if anyone listening to this, I will be your friend. Like I've said this before. The podcast is not parasocial. It's social. It's social, yeah. right? I mean, but it. I think it's like something about it also that this poor kid was with their family at the time. Yeah. Like that's just you got to just shut that thing down for good at a certain. Part, so I think one it of the, is literally one of, like one of the measures they did was like okay nobody can go up alone you have to like be with no but they were with i know i know but like it doesn't oh, of course oh, it didn't help right, yeah but that was like one of their like preventative measures or whatever uh, it's like we're no. gonna find out in like 50 years that havana syndrome is real but they've just been testing it inside the vessel <laughs> oh fuck like, people just go so crazy when they hear all of these like weaponized sounds they're yeah they're like brain shooting, boils yeah like gamma rays into it's designed to hurt people. Like the other, the other one that that designer made. That's just like a big pointy spike that also killed somebody. What? Oh God, uh, we've talked about this on the podcast before. Sorry, the, uh, our recurring segment, <laughs> Vessel Watch. <laughs> Vessel Watch. Um, this thing we need to uh break it into dust and bear like bury the dust in the ocean and. S- like say a prayer and fucking forget like it needs to be dismantled or or conversely we could allow it to stay and collect the souls necessary <laughs> right to perform the alchemy that we mm. need to have the world taken over by a cleansing force of demons it could be <laughs> on to something it wait did you get something. to that part were you talking about Watching Full Metal Alchemist. Oh. Oh, someone else maybe. <laughs> I mean, it is something I would do, but. No, I was, but I was, I didn't finish it, but it like actually was making this interesting connection between like the idea of a nation state and like just pure evil. <laughs> like, and then they kind of pussy out of it eventually, but. Um, yeah. Because like... they're like, yeah, yeah, ISIS was wrong, but. <laughs> like sa- like soldiers sacrificing like like as a metaphor for alchemy or whatever like no i mean it's maybe spoilers spoilers for a series that's been out for 20 years but like you just find out no like the entire creation of the state the nation they live in that's constantly at war with other nations it exists to be a giant alchemical circle oh right yeah to I then just that. like blow everything up Hell yeah. You gotta <laughs> let the blood flow. And, and but I didn't finish it, the so new don't world tell me. Will come. Well, there is an alchemical circle under the vessel. Like there <laughs> definitely is. Like there's some really bad shit there. Like But it but it's good because you know, we built on the land of the Lenape. And they're like, ghosts are all unsettled and everything, you know? So then we're just, you know, it's like they, they're in one of those, um, the the little uh, tickers as like, you have this many ghosts in the area. <laughs> like, we're tracking this much. No, we're doing Dark Souls. We're doing Dark Souls. Yeah, but yeah. So, so then, But then you got to like even it out because you can like, 
kind of barter souls was like, well, here's these horrible tourist souls. <laughs> we'll give them to you. I'm sorry. They're not horrible. You're they probably were really... <laughs> just, like... just the French ones. But if they're French, I don't care. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll say that much. But if they're not French, I'm sorry. What if they're British? I don't oh, care. Instant also don't yeah. care. upon entry um. to the studio. <laughs> Oh, sorry, everyone. Sorry. This is... It's so dark. We went yeah. really dark with it. But it's like, what do you expect? Like, um, they're still trying to bring tourism to the city, even though our borders are closed. And like, like, like de Blasio is at a press conference being like, FOMO, New York summer, come through. Oh. And like... We all knew, like, we all knew that, like, asymptomatic people can spread the virus. People who have already been vaccinated can probably spread the, like, we, this is all, like, stuff that, like, we could have um, prevented. But instead, like, yeah, the, the blood must flow. They need to keep going. They need the tourists to keep being attracted to the hellmouth. Feed, literally feed it. It is the perfect piece of capitalist art it is so perfect like you couldn't like it's literally an it, irl like escher drawing you're going <laughs> up to nowhere like yep. it's like amazing frankly it's it's like yeah it's sunk in it's actually a national treasure for uh, yeah for america the the worst nation for sure it's a national yeah. treasure well, yeah for, it's i think it's uh like our our tuberculosis how like tuberculosis infected <laughs> every aspect of victorian culture <laughs> and in a lot of ways i i maybe i've said this here before but i really truly think that more than anything else we live in the shadow of the victorian age like culturally like everything in our in the u.s and in britain at least for sure like it's all just victorian still <laughs> Like, <clears throat> our relationship to, yeah, like, gender, friendship, like, everything. Yeah, I mean, it's big. Yeah, it's a, that's definitely, like, baked into the pie in certainly the East Coast. <laughs> Culturally Victorian, fiscally Protestant. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, even in that, like, I truly, yeah, like. Honestly, yes. That, that <laughs> Queen Victoria married off all of her daughters to all of the other families that ruled the rest of Europe knowing that they carried hemophilia and then you end up with a ton of different countries with no uh air because they keep dying when they're five damn that's genius right oh my God. <laughs> that's like biological warfare that's so cool yeah is it yeah but there's not much difference than the biological warfare happening now right like I mean that the Chicago boys know what's going on. Like they they know that like they we've we've all known from the beginning. Like listen back to this podcast. We're a bunch of fucking rube artists and we put together the pieces pretty easily. Yeah, projecting like a million deaths um unless we literally do like medicare for all now and the like the insane infrastructure now and then when that didn't happen like 
we slowly went more and more insane because we knew like all of all of the data was there they 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 always want new and new and new data because the the actual good data that's real they don't agree with Some, somebody get on this residency at the rent corporation yeah somebody make a postcard that just says medicare for all on it well, like to, to, to do the residency at the rand corporation and then just use all publicly available data that's just like complete like <laughs> completely like published and accessible <laughs> yeah it's still good folks well you know how there's i think someone on twitter said it like or some basically that like sandy hook was not the beginning of the conversation on, on on gun bans it was the end of the conversation on gun bans if we weren't going to ban it after yeah, sandy hooks it was never going to happen and i feel like covid is the that case for for medicare like they've they've decided or they decided a long time ago but it's like they took a gamble and didn't do it and they're fine they're in the white house well yeah i think it's like you know, it's really easy to see how, like, how these conversations are going to go if big pharma is attached, if a major energy right. company is attached, like, if there's a, if oil is, is it all factoring into a situation, it's like, well, corporate interest is going to win out. And people are still looking at these decisions as if it's like somehow you can put pressure on the like national stage and then like the you know you're gonna watch on c-span as they as they change the world for the right. better by like yeah. making the choice to do good right or or, or they they're like Oh, we can well we'll do it through the legal system. We'll we'll do a big challenge yeah. and then you end up like Steven Don Donzinger and yeah. like like immediately exactly. imprisoned. Exactly. <laughs> and then people are like, "But well, what how come nobody's trying?" or like, "I thought we were going to get this." or like, "Oh, I'm so scandalized." And it's like most people in the rest of the world are actually pretty comfortable seeing this amount of corruption in their day-to-day -day because they're like yeah whatever like you know we had a dictatorship a generation ago and now we just have shitty meatheads doing what they want and you know they pretend it's a democracy just like we pretend it's a democracy and yeah. mm -hmm. life goes fucking on but you know people just I, I don't know like when we're gonna stop thinking that the system's gonna work like on that level, like a federal level, I guess. Well, it takes like, it, it clearly it takes even more than a pandemic, but it can only happen, I think, when people, it's the last option, you know, like it is so the last option on the table for most people. In know? the United States, yeah. I, honestly, almost anywhere. Like the, I, just because people want to be able to continue their lives you know oh, in the way you that yeah. you know like right. there's mm -hmm. and it's not like reactionary but it is a little like like a natural it's like self-preservation self yeah exactly because yeah. you know like you want to be able to just like send your kids to their school and you know <laughs> still have a job and still know at least like you know you don't have so you have to be you have to be pushed into a situation it has to be so many people <laughs> in order for like this other stuff to start kind of making sense mm -hmm. um and yeah, 
I mean, that, like, theoretically should be, we should be at a point like that because after, like, some million people are dead and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of more people need health care that they're not getting or they go into debt because of health care or they just simply, like, can't find any employment and everybody is, like, getting jobs with Amazon and you're watching all the time as like any efforts for labor to really get a foothold are just completely crushed. Like we're at that point, but we're not going to do anything because we're just not, it's too big. And we're going to go down to, I don't know. We've talked about this before. I would fucking love for the U S to balkanize. No. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm fucking into it. I'm fucking. Ready. That's because that's because yeah. you're in New England. That's literally because I'm in New York. Yeah, but. like yeah. Uh, <laughs> fall off. No, I care about everybody. I care about everybody on this earth. I'm in love with every single person on this earth. I want everybody <laughs> to live. Uh, I, I want international communism. Um, you don't want uh, yeah. Texas to be its own country. I just think it would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, at this point, we're, we're just saying it all for the lols. Like, like, it almost feels as if nothing could be worse than what paths we're on. Yeah. And, like, it, it's just guessing what terrible things are going to happen. Like, It is kind of like, um, you know, that's like the, the history of China is kind of that cycle over and over. Right. Unify, break into a ton of feuding Civil war, civil war. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I Maybe we... I don't know. I don't know. It, yeah, it is too big. But it's like, yeah, then even on a, on a local level, yeah, like we were saying, you can't get anything fucking passed. You can't get anything fucking done, like, legislatively. I really just think there's... There is no shortcuts to organizing, but the reason why... I'm such a, I, you know, I, I dip into third worldism is, is because I do think like the, um, the, the United States is like the, the citizens of the United States, like for the most part are like kind of the middle class for the rest of the world sort of. And it, it can be really, uh, difficult to organize people in that weird, like middle middle class position but they're like in a weird way because there because there's lots of countries where you don't have you can't like have you know maybe the audio setup that we have but like you can get you can get healthcare, right you know in in a lot of places that are so most so 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 much poorer than us um um, like, yeah, I mean, I would, I would live in Cuba. I, I don't think I would have a bad time there, frankly. I think I'd be all right. Well, the other thing about like, and I've, so one of my friends is Puerto Rican and she made the, <laughs> the, the terrible, but like entirely true point that like, you don't have shit in anywhere there, but like on the islands or like in just Mesoamerica or something, but you also live in literally fucking paradise. Yeah, like it's beautiful. <laughs> like, like you can go to the beach every day, and it's like, <laughs> if you learn, if you do, like, if we do all have to like learn how to be self sufficient, if like that's the path we're on, <laughs> where 
<laughs> we all become preppers or whatever. Yeah, you don't have a job, but <laughs> you can just hang out on like a plastic stool with your friends outside. Oh if, we, if, it, if we we'll do dominoes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If we go like full tech techno feudalism and we're all gig workers for Amazon, like in the sorry to bother you future, which it, it has been right about a lot of stuff. So True. especially um, the horse stuff. The horse stuff is coming the for oh sure. God. Oh my God. Uh, uh, but yeah, if that's the future we're we're going to, I would choose to learn how to be self-sufficient instead of doing the Amazon job. I mean, I know I don't have like children or other shit to worry about, but uh, personally, I mean, that's the that's what I'd be doing. We're just gonna end up in some kind of semblance of a country that looks like what we're in right now but there's just going to be more and more things that are like missing and broken and we're going to be like oh shoot another tower went down oh right. darn yeah this year was also the biggest fire year mm -hmm. and then it's just kind of going to be like oh but that's okay because like i graduated college mm -hmm. or like oh no it's cool dude like I got a nice job. Yeah, and we're 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 entering like we have always floated around the professional class, but lately I've been like, oh, I'm in the professional class. <laughs> I have a professional job, uh, even if it's part time, temporary. Yeah. The fact that I could get that job, uh, I don't know, and know that like way of speaking or whatever. Yeah, and that you you know might be able to because it's almost like. Yeah, you get the first job, but if you're able to get the second job, you know. I mean, this is kind of my to, second. I had a you know? I had a professional career path that That's I true. fucked up. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one that got away. This is my second go of it. I got kicked out of the art world, and now I'm in NGO world, which is like it's a, it's all its own Even hell. Be, yeah, <laughs> it's all awful. Like, yeah, I it. It, yeah, I mean, you're totally right. It is just like, like, never in my life. I, I vaguely remember like one time seeing like wildfire smoke, but it was like, I remember it being like up really high in the air. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, that drifted all the way from like the Midwest or whatever. And, and I was like, oh, that's that's kind of crazy. But I've never in my life experienced what I've been experiencing the past couple of weeks here where there is just like low level smoke all over the place. And is that like why the moon's been like orange? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Good oh. news. The sky is going to be more interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and maybe I talked about the last time we, but like I have a friend that I'm, we're like checking in on each other doing like, she's starting to, to run again. And so we've been. So she's like, yeah, I can't run today because the she's in Minneapolis. So they're like on the way. So they're getting like a ton of smoke and just like, I literally can't go outside. Sorry. Like, <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so sorry. This is a, um, yeah, sorry. This is an extremely bummer episode. There's also a looming eviction crisis. Um, yeah. Bring know. it on. Uh, Rip the band-aid off. <laughs> it's been happening in other yeah. states, um, but here in New York, the moratorium ends on the 31st, and they're probably not going to extend it because the legislative session is, like we said, on, on break or whatever. 
I don't, I don't, I, I don't pretend to fucking know how the ins and outs work. I fucking hate all of it. So I <laughs> always go on break. That's how it works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is. And like, you know, right now, like a lot of groups are trying to push good cause for the next legislative session so that when, cause it does take a bit for these cases to be brought to court or whatever. So when these cases are brought to court, if, if they have good cause protection, um, they, they might be able to stay. But longer. all these lawyers have been fucking like prepping all year, you know? They know. All the legal aid groups and lawyers and, and housing NGOs and fucking housing advocacy groups and shit. Like, it, this has always been the thing. Um, oh, Sarah's turning the light on. <laughs> we were just in the dark. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel I'm I'm less depressed now. It's like a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all you needed. Just get yeah. a colored light. There's uh, 20 mounting crises happening all around us all at once. Um, what have we covered so far? A public health crisis, a mental health crisis, um, a uh, eviction crisis, and what was the other one? We covered uh, so many. <laughs> climate 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 that oh was, yeah um, that's a good one this is it like <laughs> we're living in crisis zone like um um yeah it's um it's it's really fucking brutal i don't know what else to say about it like well so but what are what are some of the projections though for the eviction crisis that like what what are you seeing because you're in the tenants union is there ways that people are preparing or is it just sort of like oh we're going to march into like a slaughterhouse Here's how I've been seeing it I've I feel like people have just been forced out they don't want to go to court so I don't even see I'm not like a legal person so I don't I don't I don't see that side of like the prepping and stuff and last time we tried to get we'll probably pull stunts to to try to get it extended but like um housing justice for all um coalition thinks that that there needs to be different priorities than trying to get it extended and i kind of agree because how much longer can we just keep fucking extending it like it um it either like maybe just make like like the well, evictions should just be illegal <laughs> like or, like if that's the yeah. way they're gonna go about it like then then just like make evictions legal which i guess like maybe good cause can sort of be that because or it just make it a lot lot harder um that's how it is in like berlin right or europe well yeah know, berlin's great just, berlin's yeah. uh got a very organized yeah. uh like tenants uh you know who fought for really great protections that have made the 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 city livable for so many people for so many decades and you know why because they set cars on fire that's yeah. literally for real like you have to fight like there has oh, to yeah. be for me i'm like we but their police probably don't have like ak's well yeah that's the thing <laughs> people are afraid so it's like the the people who are like really more into like the legal solutions to this are like cautious understandably they don't want to like rock the boat a lot of times it's like undocumented people who like really can't get you know shit on their record and like um so they, they, they there's a very cautious approach to like like even 
like in the in the beginning of the pandemic where everyone was like we need to do a rent strike we need to do a rent strike and it was like this is we've never this has never happened everybody's like whoa like this is all like it's happening like if we i i think i've talked about this before but if we had been a a more organized and larger housing like movement um like we could have kind of seized on that and um shown power the way like tenants have power which is withholding their rent like that's that's power that's how you wield power and so for me i have a very like aggressive and um like you know approach to um like tenant organizing where it's like I agitated my whole house to withhold rent, even though like everyone was like really scared about it because it's just like, we have to do this. Like we have to do this. There's no way around it. Like this, like we all knew, right. We all knew it was going to go down like this. And so for me, I'm kind of, I think kind of the reason why I'm going extra insane is um, it's going to happen again. And um, we're not any more organized than the first time. Um, in fact, we're kind of less organized because we're scattered doing damage control in like on, um, our, own life, yeah. on our own lives and so many people have died and like <laughs> um, it's just like not um, like I, yeah, I, I often think back to the time where it's like instead of being cautious then instead of being like, oh, well, let's maybe not tell people to withhold because then they could get into legal trouble later. If we had just been like, this is the time we need to just, this is the time we need to tell everyone to withhold like, and made a big yeah. fucking statement about it and demanded like universal rent control, universal good cause, like whatever. Then, um, I mean, that's how they did it with the first, like, I mean, that's what it took to get the initial like rent controls like yeah yeah because it, it was like everything that happened like i completely agree with this idea like to put pressure on any of this system you have to start doing things like outside of the channels that are prescribed for you to just make your like complaints mm -hmm. <laughs> but it just seems like in the housing movement no one was really attaching the general horrors of trying to just live in the city to the pandemic. It was like, well, the pandemic is this thing that's just like happening right now and it's so fucked and the, there's going to be this eviction crisis. But it's like, all right, but how come we're not getting people all like who are like, yeah, and also rent was fucked up before this and buildings were fucked up before this and actually this is the breaking point and we need to feel like it's a breaking point instead of like an isolated event that is like kind of an anomaly that we even right. thought was going to be gone in 2021 that was the problem was that not enough people like i i think people understandably needed to compartmentalize the pandemic as something that was going to be temporary right. and like i experienced it myself with my like close friends where i'm like I'm sorry, guys, it's not temporary. And, and and people got so upset with me, you know, like, and they're just like, um, stop. And I was like, cool, I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that is the thing. It's like, you can't really just tell the truth. <laughs> so I just like, I, I, I channeled, I channeled that into like my immediate. So like, and, and you did too at the time, Lucia, you did the same. You're like, I'm going to try yeah. to organize my building. You know, I'm going to try. And it to... was interesting, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, putting yourself out there like that, I did end up connecting with a union that was forming in the neighborhood. And it was pretty cool because people were like, oh, shit, like, uh, you know, my housing just crapped out because of X, Y and Z and we're fighting with people. And but then there were other rooms that were opening up. So it was cool, like, to see that everyone was keeping tabs on each other and like. There, it basically was just another form of mutual aid but it you know it just it's yeah. like why you know and then I also was trying to talk to people who were like in different neighborhoods and I'd be like hey uh you know do you know anybody like a friend of mine just said that they're they need ha help in bedside do you know a group there and it'd be like no I'm like okay but like shouldn't I mean, probably there is a group, right? There are, like, yeah, that's die strong. Yeah, it, but then it, there was just no connection. Yeah. There wasn't like, or you know, it wasn't happening fast enough because there was nothing set up before then. Well, that's why it's always funny. To, like you call it a mutual aid network when <laughs> where's the network part? I mean, I can't, I can't speak to it. I have done zero organizing in my life, but um, that's not true necessarily. I think it is. This oh, is wait, no. <laughs> yeah. I guess, yeah, no, never. I, <laughs> I'm very poorly We're agitated. We're consciousness for raising. Things. Yeah. Uh, you've agitated for sure. Yeah. Um, That's organizing. But no, but I, I do see that, what you're talking about, Lucia, quite a bit. Um, and, and it, it's not like you can't do anarchism. It's that. <laughs> It's that sometimes it requires a level of like pulling yourself back from the immediate task at hand. So like pulling yourself back a little bit from extending the evictions and it that, but that happens like, that's a thing that happens in every, you know, that happens with liberals all the time. It's, it's, it's difficult shit. Like, but yeah, because what, yeah, what I was trying to say before was like, yeah, there's going to be a, a wave, a big wave of, of evictions in the courts, but like nobody's really counting that well, the amount of like people who just left up and left, um, like, you know, just didn't, don't want to go to court. There's a lot of reasons to not want to go to court. And, um, except for like everyone who's writing an article for fast company, that's like, <laughs> The suburbs are happening in a <laughs> brand new way. Jesus Christ. You'll never get me to move to Fayetteville, North Carolina, you dipshits. Why artists are moving to... Boise. Boise, Idaho. Oh my God. <laughs> Why the hip new artist town is uh, Phoenix, Arizona, where it's 120 degrees. Oh... <laughs> Yes, why? The place where humans just shouldn't be possible unless you're like literally so on your shit you can like be Hopi. Are they from that area? Never mind. Let me look it up. People living in the Salton Sea, like like weird arcade fire guys like being like, We're just gonna live in the Salton Sea. We're just gonna live there. 
<laughs> just imagine like a, a an island of indie rockers living in like a a uh, an abandoned town. Oh wow, <laughs> French town. That's what me and my friends called we it. Can we can start to, new here. We wanted to do one in you know around Kerrville, Texas, or something. But yeah, for me, I'm like I'm like trying to be really. Um, critical about strategy right i've uh but um it always backfires because it's like uh well what what are you doing what are you doing and what do you know you're not in it as much like yeah like you're yeah. you haven't done it. you're not putting your body on the line um Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. So I often do just defer to other people who I think like have more experience and like are like want to be cautious for reasons that me as like a white person might not have to be cautious. But if I like I've but I've said this as much, which is like if I'm organizing other people like me, I'm going to tell them to fucking do it. Like go to court, fight do the whole thing you know <laughs> well and it's that like that where it, it's it's i think where excuse me um it you need to feel backed up you need to feel supported or that like you have a place to stay if it all goes bad you know right right um, and that's something that we don't really have here um despite all of the kind of amazing work that's being done i think a lot of it is still that like basic we don't know really we're not super versed in strike funds we're not you know right it's true yeah and it's because everybody's broke yeah (laughs) everyone (laughs) everyone like gave a bunch of money to uh give people like food right (laughs) like yeah basic necessities that people needed like um god it was just a yeah. It was an it's a it's a nightmare to continue to to live through this shit. Um, I do think like one thing that has improved is that food has improved. Like food access has I think actually improved like um, remarkably um, during the pandemic, and I think it's gotten a lot easier to get on like EBT. And but the thing is like yeah, there's no reason why they can't just like roll that back again. Like there's nothing keeping the that pressure on. For it to not happen again exactly that's why um, the organizing and the structuring you're organizing so that it's able to hook up with the other organizations which is happening yeah like i mean that so like that aspect to it is happening um but yeah i don't uh, again i don't know if we're like fully um like people we mi- i feel like we missed the shot to do the big um rent strike to do the big um show of force with that now that like like we had an opportunity where like everywhere at once was like hit at the same time and now oh like, even, yeah even just within and that's yeah oh no, sorry yeah. i was just saying like even just within new york state everything is different every now now things are happening at different levels and different scales and... that's a good point yeah yeah when they were when they were all this intersecting, is... yeah. oh. go for it you know, it, it was this thing like at the start of the summer where I was wondering, hey, is this summer going to be like last summer? You know, mm-hmm. and people were like, yeah, I bet because everybody's still mad. We're going to it's going to get warmer. <laughs> and we're going to get back out there. And I'm like, no, you know what? It's not going to be the same 
it's yeah. you can feel that it's not the same everyone is tired and this became summer of love 2.0 where everyone just wanted to pretend there was absolutely no problem at yeah, all right with That's anything right. yeah i think if there had been like a big catalyst it it, it there's no reason why it couldn't it, it um but yeah i don't know that, well it's just literally people were unemployed well yeah it's that it's that people are either back at work or looking for work now um that's that's was my i mean it, it was the fact that <laughs> but more than anything it's always just like do you literally have a bunch of people who aren't doing anything else like even when you just think about why was obama elected because a bunch of people were free students were like yes i'll go work for you for free to do this you yeah know? this big historical moment i'm gonna because you just had a bunch of people who had not been activated before and so it was the same thing you had like <laughs> or i think like i remember reading this is probably kind of fucked up but like if you've just got like a large percentage of young men who don't have jobs in your country like they just go crazy and do something <laughs> it's true um yeah. <laughs> it's true they, I, I i agree <laughs> <laughs> i mean like yeah, I, it's like people's like material conditions have to get like to a certain level before they act. But then what the United States has started doing for people who have gotten that low is uh, get them really addicted to uh, opioids and yeah. whatever. Just <laughs> kill them with COVID. Literally, like just kill them. Like they know what they're doing. The 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 thing is like we picked up on all the clues because we are in this like more professionalized mi more middle class zone where like we can take we can take and parse all that data and survive this thing if we were from a different background we couldn't get that data we wouldn't have access to that data and we could easily succumb to the virus and have already died right. um that's how I feel. So <laughs> I think it's let's have fun. Get, no, <laughs> like it's it, like it's it's it is really good to agitate. Um, but you really have to like put yourself out there with like people who are nothing like you and try to get along. Um, and it can be really hard. Uh, and you have to put aside so much of like yourself even. If that makes, like, you, I, you have to kind of get over not liking people. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, maybe that's just yeah. me. <laughs> like, but, no, I, I'm like the same where I'm just like, well, I mean. Who cares about your little feelings? Yeah. I like, I've, I've had, I've talked about this a bit with like, I just have to, if someone's going to be transphobic, I just like, I'm just like, I have to deal with this because it's like, you have to just talk to people you have yeah. like you have to just go with limitations of course it's like of course like yeah it's gonna Stay be safe it, it really fucked up yeah but you have to push through the social anxiety to be able to build the connections um because yeah without information people die <laughs> so it's like if the least you could do with your organizing is like provide information um then yeah like 
the it's the least you can do to kind to kind of do what you have to do work yourself up get your anxiety at a good level um <laughs> nice yeah. and high get that like yeah get it rolling the kava tea um <laughs> the whatever figure out your drug cocktail what if you need time to figure that out that's totally cool <laughs> get some energy gems <laughs> but when you're ready to go out and face people like you know just yeah just be yeah take it in stride take whatever bullshit stupid shit they say well stride. not even like not even strangers it's like pe- the people leading your organization right that maybe you just are like wow that person's very annoying right or yeah, said, yeah. that's what I, I was just thinking the same thing it's just like well you know there is going to be tons of people who are like devout republicans that are like ah, i don't care like right. the things this is perfect for me whatever is happening and you can just be like okay, like okay bye okay, well yeah. bye <laughs> yeah but if someone is like at your local lefty meeting or whatever and they're like i actually think that i'm a i'm a dengist and you're like shut up <laughs> thing. you could go to china like, then uh, why aren't you taking your your fucking chinese classes and getting your plane ticket fucking out of here dude like i'm do do your thing do your thing just don't do it here go to china like, <laughs> yeah but in the meantime maybe we can organize this food run together right yeah like the or even i don't know even just like even dumber like why i'm a bad organizer i just get personally annoyed like i really don't like the way this person is like <laughs> phrasing this like talking oh. just about like uh, I, I don't know their clothing i'm like hmm <laughs> uh, yeah every everyone is your shoes annoy me i fucking hate you and i don't want to be part of this organization anymore <laughs> so... and i'll see you all again tomorrow yeah bye <laughs> <laughs> i really like the people i organize with so this is like tough. no i do too i do but like i it's it's the thing that i see tear apart so many yeah. organizations where it's like even I think there are some probably very deep historical rifts that mostly happen because people, one guy was being an asshole and the other people were like, I mean, that's like a a super small version of like the initial Menshevik and Bolshevik split was like, Lenin's being a fucking asshole. (laughs) And we just don't want to deal with his bullshit anymore. And so we're just going to, and then eventually they became very deep divides, but like, you know, well, yeah, because the, cause Lenin was like, Hey, Hey, Trotsky. Hey, my boy, you know, the Bolsheviks are actually pretty cool. Like you should switch teams for us. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I, I, well, I think, I think we ended up we're we're now, in a in a better place than we were uh 20 minutes ago maybe oh my god just be yeah be nice we can always everyone. joke about the russian revolution <laughs> yeah that's true yeah interpersonal drama is always gonna happen um but yeah it's like just this, uh, this shit is it's really hard because everyone really cares and like um everyone has like yeah different ideas about strategy and all this fucking shit like but you they're also yeah sober analysis that's kind of what this podcast has become lately is just being like uh be critical 
be critical but also like of yourself yeah 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 and exactly because you like there is also an attitude very common not just with organizers or lefties but just people where you know everybody has a, a lesson just waiting for you yeah there's so everybody has something to teach people you. are really cool honestly i like meeting new people for the most part um I'm just I, yeah. You know, I know that other people aren't like that. I'm I'm very extroverted, like basically married to an extremely introverted person who hates socializing. So, it's like there, are, I know there's like just <laughs> people are different. Um, but and I feel like people who listen to podcasts are often introverted, um, or not, you know, whatever. But you, there's a whole world out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think like I don't know I think like in terms of social uh connecting just as someone who's been going through the whole like oh I thought that I was broken and now I realize I just needed like supportive friends and Mm -hmm. like some good positive experiences to realize that everything doesn't end in tragedy like you can totally get yeah, you can get to that point where it's like, oh, hold on. Actually, like, everything's really screwed up and hard to deal with, but my friends are there consistently. And I remember they were there for that one fucked up thing, but they were there for that other fucked up thing. Oh, I think I should just start trusting them more. Oh, and then maybe I can <laughs> even go out and meet some new people. Holy fuck. That's right. Dude, you remember you didn't think you didn't think that um, you could, like, do the podcast for this long. But... Yeah, really. No, I was like, like meeting new people was like horrifying to me until it wasn't. And now I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, that maybe that's important to hear. Like it can change also. Totally. Yeah. 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 Things can be it can be slow and you can't beat yourself up. If like I'm saying, like, yeah, really, for real, take all the time you need to figure out your drug cocktail or (laughs) methodology for being able to go outside because i'm i'm like there it's not easy it is not easy to live at all but when you're ready um organized there's no shortcuts read jane mcalevy (laughs) peace (laughs) let's actually have fun now let's have fun yeah lots of fun let's have fun let's have fun let's have fun lots of fun